Jeff, I got all kinds of miscellaneous stuff here, just kind of random. Some all things right. I just want to bounce off of you, you know, that kind of thing. But I've um, got um, oh well, yeah, I've, I've got some things as well. So, thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. You wait for me. Yeah, you want to do the intro? I mean, I feel I like know, I always, it, it really always falls on it, me, you know? I mean, I can do it. Do you want you me to do No, go ahead. Do, do the intro. Okay, I'll, go, who, I'll go ahead. Tell them who we are. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the Fields Brothers Show podcast. My name is Jeff Fields. I'm here with my brother, Roger. We are former pastors. Roger likes to say recovering pastor, so I'm okay with that term. So, yeah, we both had many years ago um, full-time and uh, pastoral type of ministry, but uh, God led us different ways. Uh, neither one of us got kicked out. We, we left of our own Would you say choosing. God delivered us, or would you say, <laughs> I mean? I thought you were going to let me do the intro. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, go ahead. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, we enjoy getting together here out at Roger's Place and just talk about um, what we're seeing, you know, what we're discovering. You know, the, okay, Roger, I'll let you talk now. But So, I mean, the whole life in Christ is a discovery. I mean, we're not just rehashing the same things over and over. I mean, I think that I think that's important that stuff we talk about in the podcast, we really didn't talk about a few years ago. Yeah, I right. Mean, I, I think we're both discovering things that we hadn't seen before. Think, that's the way it's supposed to be. I think God's grace is an adventure. Yeah. It is something that you kind of walk through. You don't, you know, it's not like you get it all figured out and you right. got it all nailed down and here's our little treaties of what we yeah. believe and here's our 47 points and all. And, you know, it's. We do it, not, you know, just yeah. heard of me, the Fields Brothers show, we do not have a statement of faith. Yeah, so. well, I'm okay with that. I right? Mean, yeah, I am too. I could write one, but if, if it you know if it make you feel. I saw better. something on Facebook the other day. I forget the exact topic, but it was you know, something to do with life in Christ. I mentioned the phrase of just um, scratch the surface. I mean, that really is true. I mean, yeah. for whatever we know about the grace of God, whatever yeah. we have experienced yeah. about the love of God, we have only scratched the surface. You know, one and reason so. I believe that too. There's a lot of reasons I agree with that. One of them is is the prayers of Paul. You know, I'm really fascinated by the two prayers in in Ephesians and then mm-hmm. one in Colossians where he talks about that we know how big and wide and deep yeah. and broad is the love of God, that we would know the inheritance, that we'd know the power that is with it. I mean, those are big prayers, yeah. like the little sissy prayers we pray today, like, uh, you know, Lord, be with the hand of the doctor, the steady his hands. Like we, it's like we are, like we assume all these doctors have Parkinson's or something, I guess. I don't know, you know. So next time you're going and, in for a procedure, yeah. you don't want me praying for I, you? Is I, that I what you're saying? I pray for the doctor if you want to, but I'm just saying, you know, I'd, I'd prefer a, I, I pray for one of the prayers out of Ephesians or Colossians for me. Or, you know, we pray, you know, Lord, this is one of my favorite ones. Lord, I'm praying for traveling mercies. Yeah, yeah I think we I love that one. Yeah. Traveling as opposed to stationary mercies. <laughs> I'm going to travel. That's anyway, true. You could have something fall on you. Yeah, stationary. Yeah, you I was, uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm here in my home, I want stationary so, mercies. And non-traveling then, but, mercies. But my point yeah. is that Paul's prayers were big, and uh, they do have a sense of wonder, a sense of um, just – you know, how big and vast our God is. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the verses. I mean, I wasn't even planning talking about this. There's some of our best conversations, those yeah. when we get into things neither one of us really planned on, is that, I mean, if you compile different verses that we talks about who we are, um, you know, you have the, um, his divine, you know, everything you need for life of God, yeah. you know, his yeah. divine power, the same spirit that raised you, that raised Jesus from the dead, yeah. lives in you. Um, These are Christ big ideas. You. Oh, I mean, incredible that we just kind of gloss over. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But then we don't right. stop to think. Well, wait a minute, is he serious? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, we don't. That's true. We don't really think about. We, we we're content with little virtues. 
yeah. and little values rather than big ideas yes. that are in Scripture. Your body and, uh, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like, wow. Whoa. I mean, you know? what What all does that? Greater I mean, is he who lives in you than he who lives in Well, that's a huge idea. Yes. But we like to dumb it down to little bitty things that we can handle. And I think that's been, I think that's one reason why a lot of youth grow up in church and I think, you know, what's this? This seems very yeah. boring. It seems very, like, and we or, always act like we got it all figured out anyway. You or, know. you know, sometimes they're used, but just kind of as slogans. Yeah. You know, yeah, greater is he, I mean, everybody knows that verse, greater is yeah. he, but, but we don't really stop to think through the ramifications yeah. like, of that. what does that mean? Yes. How does that work? You know, there. the whole thing in Ephesians about that we know the inheritance. Like, yeah. wow, I have an inheritance. Well, how do I, how do, I do that? You know, how do okay. I know more about this inheritance? Okay, let me ask you a question. It's this, not more than just, not just going to heaven, by the way. Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, well you're bringing all the other thoughts to my mind. I think there's so much, I think we have focused way too much on the New Testament and putting everything within a heaven or hell, eternal destination yeah. type of framework. Well, yeah. I think it's far more oriented toward life here on earth. Can, you know, let thy kingdom come on earth as it is yeah, in we, heaven. Yeah, we've made Jesus a travel agent. Yes. You know, yes. Right. But the, I, had a, I had a good conversation through texting with a good friend the other night and um, something that, you know, I don't know, I think it's kind of a mystery, you know, kind of, we got talking about in texting, not the phone, but you know, why doesn't God reveal everything to us right away? You know, as soon as you come to know the Lord, everything that you, I mean, obviously you have everything in Christ, but you mm-hmm. just don't know it. And there's this lifelong discovery phase. Why doesn't God just reveal all that right at the moment? Why did Paul have to pray? I pray mm-hmm. that the eyes of your understanding would be opened. Right. So why, why does I think to make it an adventure. I think it's more exciting that way. I think it's more mm-hmm. compelling. I think it's, um, you know, I think you, you work wake up every day with a sense of discovery, expectancy. That, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't you know. Maybe God can't. You know, God knows we can't handle it all at once. You know that there be and I don't know. This probably not a great parallel, but I did think about looking into the sun. You know, if you look into the sun directly, it's kind of like you can't handle that. You know, you kind of, so maybe if we saw too much of God all at one time. And who we are, uh, it would for somehow overwhelm us or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't you know, know. I think it's a mystery. So I don't, I don't have an answer for that. But, but it is that. Um, well, all right. I guess I'm gonna bounce off of you. Okay. Okay. Um, my my new term, my new favorite term, a religious sugar high. Okay. Religious sugar high. Okay. All right. Now, one thing I noticed, and people laugh at me that I it took me a few weeks to figure this out, but a few years ago. I would get hungry in the afternoon, and I would, if I was out running around, I would go to McDonald's and get a milkshake. That was my thing. And I didn't, and then I would get, you know, and I, of course, a milkshake kind of energizes you a little bit. Oh, I love milkshakes. And then, man, I I, you know, 45 minutes later, I mean, I had to have a nap, you know, <laughs> and it didn't dawn on me at first that that's what I was doing. I thought, well, maybe I didn't sleep that well. You didn't make that night. connection? I, not at first, I didn't. <laughs> I did. It took me a little while to think. Wait so a how, minute! How long ago is this? That this kind of I'm not you even this say, out? you're just going to make fun. I mean, we're talking gonna, about like oh, I don't Wednesday know. or no, we, <laughs> a couple of years, a few years ago. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. not. I mean, but yeah, I was you know, and I know I should have known that. I mean, I knew what a sugar high was and a yeah. crash and all that. But you you know, you get all pumped up and it feels great and you get a little energy and then whoa. And that's kind of what happens when it's all about your obedience. So it's like when the children of Israel, when you know Moses came down, he said, uh, listen, you can read about this in Exodus 19, 7 and 8. He said he called, uh, came and called the elders and the people and set before them all the words of the Lord had commanded him. And the people answered and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. 
And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord as if, well, hey, good news. They said they're going to do all this stuff. We're good to go now, you know. Well, in fact, it didn't take them long at all, yeah. and they had all bottomed out. I mean, they had this this high that, yes, we can yeah. do everything God like has Peter, told us to do. Like yeah. Peter in the upper room, I my will next, die for you. That's my next example, okay. yes. In Matthew 26, Peter says to them, uh, though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. And Jesus said, oh, really? He said, I'll tell you this, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And uh, Peter said, even if I must die, I will not deny you. Well, he's on his sugar high. He's on his high. Yes, I'm going to do all this. And, well, he crashes, and he you know, he couldn't even uh, maintain his faith in front of a little girl you know, who asked him if he was a disciple. And so, anyway, here are my examples today, modern-day sugar highs. Okay, so I'm going to make sure so that the okay. sugar high is the – the religious, it's the enthusiasm, the burst of religious yeah. enthusiasm. That you can do okay. all this. Okay, so okay. the milkshake would be a great sermon or a great yeah. song or yeah. or whatever. It could be all pumped up. It's, yeah, it's anything. That, yeah, yeah. That I'm, I can do. Okay. It's like somebody said, you know, like the, the belief that you can deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Yes, yes, we're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, that that lasts about two days, maybe. <laughs> or you need to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You know, yes, that's right. Well, you know. Um, or, you know, we're on fire for Jesus. We're not lukewarm like that worthless Laodicean church yeah. in Revelation 3, you know. But it, it, and it comes down to even like experiences we have in church, like church camps, you know, church yeah. camps or sugar high. You know, you get all enthusiastic, repent of all your sins, and, you know, that last conferences, conferences. retreats. Yeah. And there's things that get you pumped. And so the people who live off that kind of keep having to have that yeah. revivals, yeah. whatever it is. And these are religious sugar highs. And that's why you don't see some of this language after the cross. After the cross, you don't see Paul getting people pumped up down. Make sure you guys love the Lord with all your heart, muscle, mind, and strength. He talks about how God loves us. He doesn't talk about now. You make sure you deny yourself, take up your cross. And he talks about how we have been crucified with Christ. So it's a whole different approach mm -hmm. after the cross, and you get over these religious sugar highs. Okay, your thought. Well, okay, this fits real well with a quote I was going to read anyway. Okay. So uh, this is from um, John Crowder. I recently read uh, John Crowder's book, Cosmos Reborn. Absolutely loved it. Okay. And I got some things I may share for the next podcast that they had to say that faith I thought was very interesting, but I think you'll like this. So um, this is a quote. Okay. Resting in the faithfulness of Jesus Christ should make believers the most relaxed people on the planet. So that's the opposite of what you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're talking right. about. So this so, right. so should make believers the relaxed, most relaxed people on the planet. Why then do most Christians walk around with a permanent herniated look on their faces? Religion, strife, burnout, self-effort, all fruits of an anti-gospel message that permeates pulpits all around the world. Now, here's, see if you like this analogy. The church is in need of a massive religious enema. She's trying way too hard. The scandalous notion that Jesus actually accomplished something on our behalf should infuse us with such rest, security, and trust that the world wonders at our remarkable hope. Oh, yeah. yeah like so that. the church yeah. needs yeah. a massive well. religious enema to, to clean out the religion from us. And, I mean, I think, you know, that is a mark of, of Christ in life is a restfulness, a joy, a relaxation because we know God's got this. And it doesn't mean we don't care. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we don't like some of the stuff that's going on around. It doesn't mean that we take our own faults lightly. It's just we know that well, they don't get fixed by us trying super hard. Paul to get said super it pretty well. We have no confidence in the flesh. Yeah, yeah. 
He goes, we worship by the Spirit. We have no confidence in the We have no confidence in our ability. We're going to buckle down, try harder, use our amazing willpower, and we're going to live out the Christian yeah. life and be an example to everybody around us. So, yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah. we hear us speaking rather lightheartedly on some of these things. You know, it's not that we think morality doesn't matter. It's yeah. not that we think you can just live any way you want and, and, you know, there's no consequences and it doesn't matter. It's not that at all. Mm-hmm. It's just we know and we've learned largely by our own experience. And just, I mean, that, that is the benefit of getting older. You just realize what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And what doesn't work is being motivated by guilt and shame and just trying harder and all that. But there is, you know, it's, it's true physically too. You know, when you relax, it's good for your health physically. You know, being tense all the time isn't good for you physically. Right, very good. So. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's an acknowledgement that what didn't work for hundreds of years thousands. under the law of yeah. Moses, thousands of years yeah. under the law of Moses, well, I think about what, 1,500 years, under the law of Moses, still doesn't work. Right. So. And so it's, it's by grace, through faith, you've been saved. You trust in what Jesus has done for you. So the... Uh, one thing I was going to bring earlier, we normally interject the lighter stuff at the beginning, and, I, and we got going into this, and I, and I forgot to mention something, so okay, go, go ahead, ahead and inject something lighter yeah. in the middle of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know you thought I had pretty much peaked in my accomplishments in life, and that I'd kind of already hit the pinnacle, about as reached my ceiling, you know, I think as high when as I you, could go. When you coached the, uh, that homeschool basketball team, mm-hmm. and you all went to the state or something, when you go to the state <laughs> The state. What, what, the national? We won a national you championship. Won a national, yeah, that I think that was when we you won the out. two. Since you brought that up, the 2010. See if I can remember this. 2010 national Christian homeschool boys varsity division two. Division two <laughs> of homeschool. Not okay. to be confused with division one, which would have been a little harder. But right. <laughs> division two. Yes, we won that championship I, I in Springfield, was, Missouri. I so. think it's yeah. I think that was your, your well. Peak. Of course, yeah. then came the Barbersall. Well, and so that barbersaw is bigger well, than the well, win of the well, well, hold on, hold on. Okay. I mean, so you know, I've I've volunteered for the last four years in the barbersaw. Yeah, you're, you're the husher, there. right? Well, I did that, and then the last couple yeah. of years, I've been on the TV committee. Yeah, where I walk down the center of the fairway with a headset on, following a group, and communicating to the people in the production trailer. What, what kind of stuff well, do you say to them? Like, hey. This well, guy's getting ready to okay. swing a seven iron here. You well, might no, want to catch no, this. That's way too many words. You don't. Right. Yeah, seven iron. There. Well, if they, <laughs> so if they tell you, they tell you to get on and off real quick because there's like eight or 10 of us on the course that all are sharing one system. And so if he, if two people talk at the same time, it, nobody, you know, they can't <laughs> I mean, hear either one. What do you like? So. <laughs> Ball off track, spectator hit, somebody dead. What, what well, you that might <laughs> Okay, you might be able to do this coming. <laughs> but if like it's like you know, if something exciting happens, I didn't mean to get all this, but and I've still haven't got around to what I want to tell you about it. Is but there anyway, any, it's like, any spiritual value of this? It's at like all? if Was you it? were playing, say okay, you were one right. of the players, and you hit a, and you're on the 14th fairway, and you hit a great shot a foot from the hole. Yeah, I would say 14th fairway fields put it in close, and so then they would check the the video that they have, and okay. then they may want to put that on the TV and say, so I'm communicating to them. All right. So you just on okay. off real quick. <laughs> Who, so be where like, you are, what hole you're on, Roger, who hit it, and hit which it hole. bunker again. That would not be probably TV, you know, worthy. One time, actually, last last year, I was following a group, and um, one of the players had to use the bathroom, 
And so he goes off into the woods, and it's not real thick woods. I mean, there's you another told fairway. Him this? Well, hold Did on. Did you report this? So, well, I mean, I'm not speaking on air. I'm just talking about yeah, the protection but... trailer. So he goes off in the woods, and you know, nobody else is saying anything right at the moment on the headset. And I said, you know, I forget, I forget who it was, um, but he, uh, I said something like, you know. Jones and 14th Pharaoh air said, I don't know if you want to put this on the, you probably don't want, I probably said, I don't, you probably don't want to put this on the air, but Jones and the 14th Pharaoh just went in the woods to use the bathroom. That's all I said, or something to that effect. Did they, but anyway, did zoom no, in on the woods, I'm sure. Take, but anyway, um, well, what I'm getting to. That. I bet it, it really endeared that golfer to you. Yeah. That was the second year I'd been doing this job and I was feeling relaxed and okay. you know, I was no longer intimidated. Right. But anyway, the key point is this year I got promoted. Oh, no. So I am not just a run-of-the-mill committee member. I have been promoted to co-chair of that committee. So what does that mean? Well, it means I will probably not be walking up the fairway following a group. Okay. I will be in my own golf cart. I will have my own you golf cart. You have your cart. own golf cart at the, Barbasol golf cart at the Barbasol Golf Championship. So I will be. So wow. if anyone's watching TV, it's the weekend of the July 13th through 16th, that Thursday through Sunday. If you're watching the Barbasol, look around. I may be in a golf cart on the cart path with my headset on. And um, doing what? Golf I mean, well, if any of my committee members need to move from one hole to another hole, so like if some guy gets hot, some player gets hot on another like part the of the Uber course. Uber driver of the. Of a little bit, yeah. yeah. Kind of that way. With, <laughs> he yeah, can hop without, on. Uh, without the pay, yeah. Okay. So if, or if someone gets done at the end of the uh, round and they yeah. need it, you know, it's a long haul back to the volunteer tent. So I take them back there. Or if, right. the, if the golf channel wants to move, you know, Bobby from following this group on this hold, and we got someone hot over here on this, you know, that's playing really well, and we don't have anyone following. Let's so I had to go pick up Bobby, move him over to the other hole, something like that. I just provide transportation so the, when needed for that. So, well, I am just, I want to say I am very proud of just you. Just exceeded your people, expectations. I'm going to tell one people that I'm your brother, then. Yes. Um, so. You probably have heard of my brother Jeff. He's the one riding around the golf cart <laughs> on the, in the Barber's All Golf Championship giving Uber rides. Okay. I will check that off my hey, list now. I read something on Facebook, Facebook okay. that Matt McMillan made a really great point on something. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's all these little things I just hadn't thought of. And I've, I've always been intrigued with the story of Peter getting out of the boat. And Jesus, you know, he wants to walk on water, too. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, okay, fine. You know, that's always fascinated me. And so Peter walks on the water, of course. And he does all right for a moment and looks around and begins to sink. And, you know, it's always been, to me, kind of an illustration. When you look at the waves, things don't go as well as it was. It's an easy sermon to preach. It's an easy sermon to preach. But he made the point is that when his faith did fail, he started to sink. You know, Jesus didn't let him sink. He grabbed a hold of him and pulled him up. So Jesus still grabs us and holds on to us, even when our faith isn't that great. Now, that was a very simple point. He grabs hold of Peter. He didn't say, well, Pete, (laughs) you should have been looking at me. Sorry, (laughs) we'll be getting your replacement on Thursday. You're You're going down, you know. So, it is. Uh, oh, I anyway, something I, I forgot now. You went into that. And that made me th- reminded me of something, but I forgot. Um, oh, I know what it was. You know, I mean, so him walking on water. Uh, you know, th- so this relates to things that we have no idea. Scratching the surface yeah. is, is the theme here. You think about you know the curse in the Garden of Eden. You know, the man would have to, by the sweat of his brow, you know, get produce from the earth. Yep. Then Jesus comes on the scene, and he can multiply two fish and five loaves to feed 5,000. Okay. He can walk on water, you know, where anything, but just what a reverse of that. He nature was, he, he was over nature. Yeah. I mean, really? And that's the way God created us. Calm the storm. You know. Yeah. I mean, God created us 
you know, just made us a little, little bit lower than the angels to, I think, rule over the earth. But the sin and the darkness, you know, in the fall messed all that up. I kind of threw a monkey wrench into that, right. didn't it? I mean, but, yeah. But the point is that it's, I think, someday down the road, you know, in a new heaven, a new earth. Yeah. You know, imagine an earth where it gives you the produce without you working for it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about drowning. You can walk on water. You can, I'm trying to think some of the, you know, the feeding of the 5,000. I mean, those, I think, are the norm for what God designed humans to be. Yeah. You know, I think Jesus not didn't come as some impossible example. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go out tonight and try to walk on water. But, but I think somewhere down the road, you know, that's where we're headed type of thing, to live on an earth that is not under a curse. I don't think we have any idea what it's like to well, live on a earth whole, that you know, is not under a curse. That, that's so. a whole topic we've really, I don't think, dealt with a lot, oh, sure. is the whole fact that God has promised to redeem the earth. Yeah, and That is yeah. a very clear um, you know, teaching in Scripture that goes throughout Scripture. Creation yeah. waits for the sons yeah. of God to be revealed. Yeah. And, and so you know, we, we've, we've always said, which it does say the earth will be burned up, but then it says after that it will be recreated. But a lot of mm-hmm. people just stop there. What's well, going to get burned up one day? Well, yeah, it will be, but burned up to be recreated. So God's going to recreate not only earth but heaven, which is also kind of a mind-blowing thought. Uh, the heaven's going to get renovated. <laughs> how, do you, how do you figure that? You know, Talking about a, uh, you know. a remodel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DIY thing. Um, before we get done, I, I want to talk about the retreat again, but in the past, usually I just zip through that real fast. So I want to do it a little bit slower at some point, but do, right. you, do you have other stuff? No, before go, ahead. We, go ahead. Go there? So the uh, Fields Brothers retreat that may only involve one Fields Brother. Um, I'll try to go to this. No, I'm just saying November 7th. I'm a realtor. I'm a highly sought after real estate professional, and I may not have the freedom to go, but if I do can go, I will. Okay. And just for a part of a day or whatever, you know, it's yeah. close enough. Right. You, you could make a round trip one day if you yeah. want to. But right. anyway, so yes, it's Tuesday, November 7th through Thursday, November 9th. The way we envision this, and it's somebody, it's south of Knoxville. I've had a bunch of people email me. So right now we probably got between 20 and 30 people okay. there in total. So I'm pleased with that. We, I mean, we can't really have 30 is probably pushing the limit. But um, So we can say it's a packed house. I mean, literally, right? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and call it a packed house. I guess it's <laughs> So, I mean, I have room for me. The, um, well, I think the bedrooms are all spoken for. So, but if yeah. you're going to spend the night, you may have to get, make sleep, your own arrangements. Sleep on the back porch. But, yeah, or bring a tent or something like that. Um, a couple that I've not met in person, I've just talked to the wife, um, built a home two or three years ago south of Knoxville, and part of their thinking was that they would be able to host events like this and retreats. Mm-hmm. Teresa is going to a ladies' retreat at the same place in September. And so um, – they have a few bedrooms, which are already spoken for right now. There's a couple of other couples that live nearby there that are very that, that I know that are they're going to help a little bit with the organization, and um, so the, we haven't figured out the meals yet. And so there's no cost to the retreat. You just you email me at Jeff at thefieldsbrothers.com, and I can give you the address of where it's going to be. It's, it's just someone's residence. And they have about an acre of land, so there's some walking area, the woods, and beautiful area there near the Smokies. But the the thinking is that, and uh, Phelan Daughtry, a pastor from Ireland, um, River City Church in Ireland. So if you want to look him up, uh, YouTube, Google. Um, He's great. Um, Phelan Daughtry, that last yeah. name D-O-H-E-R-T-Y. Phelan, his first name, or Phelan, Phelan, not real sure how to pronounce that. P-H-E-L-I-M. He's got a great book, too. Um, the Father We Never Knew, or The Father You Never Knew. Forget the exact title. Really good book. 
So he and his wife are going to be there. And that's why we're doing this because he was already going to be in the States. He's doing a retreat in Branson, Missouri the weekend before, or part of, he's one of like four or five speakers. And so I messaged him and, you know, what else are you doing? And it was kind of open. And so I said, would you want to do that? And he had, we'd already knew each other through messaging and all that. So I knew he'd read our book and he listens to our podcast. And so um, he and his wife will be there. So the first thing will be that Tuesday evening, November 7th, I'm guessing we'll start 6.30 or 7. We'll figure out more details closer to the time. And it's, but it's not formal speaking lectures. You know, it's just sitting around a, a big living room or a great room or something or a den or whatever they have there. And, you know, he'll lead the conversation. I'll be involved in it and have conversation that evening. And then um, the next morning, I don't know, we'll start probably 9 or 9.30 and go till close to noon. And then we'll have the afternoon free. People do some sightseeing, tourist stuff on their own. Or we may do something together as a group, find some easy hike, and that'd be fun to do something together. I don't Just know. Just please tell me we're not going to go golfing. Right? <laughs> probably not. Probably All not. Right. And then that Wednesday evening, we'll reconvene again and then do the same thing Thursday morning. So basically four different gatherings, okay. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And be I think we should noon. all go to the go-kart track in a Pigeon Ford. <laughs> or putt-putt. A great big putt-putt. No, putt I think we should do the go-kart drive. We can <laughs> race each other. I think There's a lot of fun stuff or you know, bungee jumping or whatever or zip lining. We can be, you know. So um, you know, the organization will be minimal. Uh, meals are kind of on your own. So I think you know, we'll kind of dismiss before. you know. So yeah. like the first evening, kind of eat separate before you come. The host may have some things, you know, yeah. a little bit, but they're not going to feed everybody. All right. And so um, – so we got to figure out some details on that. So that's November seventh, uh, eighth, and ninth. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which for some people is not ideal because if they're working, folks. Um, but there's also um, we got one pastor and his wife from California that are interested in coming. Oh, wow. I hope they're still coming. So yeah. for for him, midweek works great. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that'd be gone on the weekend. Someone yeah. from Canada is planning on coming down, and some other people that I've, I know through Facebook only. Yeah. So anyway. Very much looking forward to it. So if yeah, you're interested, be, be cool. um, Jeff at thefieldsbrothers.com, email me and let me know. So looking forward to that. Well, very cool. So uh, to wrap this up, the religious sugar high. So Don't you like don't, that term, Yeah, though? I do. Yeah, I do. You can use that in the title. So don't use the – so we also want to – don't use the our podcast as a sugar high. We don't want to be a religious sugar high for, right. for folks. We right, want to we direct, direct folks to the – Fountain of sugar that is within them already, or something like that. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, we'll be in touch. Did okay, I well, think, did I go a little too far with the yeah, analogy? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, we'll end it with that, I suppose. Huh?